You're listening to The Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Man, hey, I missed you guys, but my bro JT killed it last week. Man, awesome, awesome, awesome message. Awesome message. Um, uh, Devorah was saying I need to have some theatrics tonight to try to match him. So I was going to like fly in from the ceiling and have a fire and stuff. <laughs> Maybe not. Hey, real quick, uh, we're starting the series Songs for the Broken. I want to play a few songs, just some snippets of some songs to kind of get this going, some theatrics for Devorah. <laughs> um, and so uh, this first one, I mean, some of you all was thinking uh, for like the, the new freshman that this song came out in 2008. Y'all were like seven years old. Man, not to make you feel young or anything, I, I, I had just what makes me feel old is I had just graduated college. Granted, I was very young, very young graduate. But anyway, this song's from 2008. Let me play, uh, let me turn it up a little bit and get crunk in here. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Just a second. What happened here? Not cool, bro. There we go. We got to start over because that's the best part of the song. No. Hey, yo, Street. Country boys is back. It's six o'clock. It's time to have a good day. I got up this morning and I said I'm gonna do something for the United States of America. So I got Nappy Roots in here. I got Big Al 360 in here. This is Grand Street certified. And today, yeah, you're gonna see another street boy playing piano. That's a fun song, right? I'm gonna keep going. This is like a Delumatic special right here. Right? This is, you can see Delia like humming and walking around. <laughs> Alright, here's another one. Classic, classic. Let's see here. David, David kills this song. He gives Timberlake a run for his money. I'm just saying. Don't act like you don't know it, Alex. <laughs> Uh, here's an, another one David kills. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay, uh, here's the question. What, what is something all those songs, don't think too much about the lyrics, but what is something, what is something all those songs have in common? They're fun. They're upbeat. I heard, I heard lots of other. Uh, they're jamming, okay. <laughs> they get stuck in your head for sure. That first song, The Good Day, that will really get stuck in your head. Um, they're all, they're all kind of happy, right? They're, they're all like kind of make you just feel good even if you're in a really bad mood. Um, make you feel good. It's interesting. Um, we're going to be, as the little slide says, we're going to be in Psalms in this series. And Psalm 1, that's where we're going to start off, kind of makes sense. Um, Psalm 1 is actually about happiness. It's actually about being happy. Um, and so I, I want to ask, what, uh, why do you think Perhaps that the, the writer that David started, not Maddox, but David's really old. <laughs> Why do you think he started with a song about happiness? Don't think too hard. Like, don't try to go really theological on I me. Mean, just think. Why, why would he maybe start with a song about happiness? <laughs> yeah, we, we would prefer happiness over sadness 100%. Yeah, it's actually really good. What? One more time? It sets the mood. <laughs> That's why I said that kind of weird. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, I got weird there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good, okay. Uh, I'm re- no, I'm not going to say that, sorry, okay. Anyways, <laughs> filter, I had a filter, that was good. Um, um, yeah, okay, we, we prefer happiness over sadness. I think sometimes we, we struggle to be happy, right? Uh, I think it's funny, sometimes in Christian culture, we, I feel like we contend to try to act super spiritual, like, well, maybe you don't really say this, but I think there's just kind of this underlying vibe sometimes at church of like, well, you know, I'm just trying to live for God's glory. And like, don't deny that you also want to be happy. All of us want happiness, right? Can we agree on that? That happiness is not a bad thing. I remember, I was thinking about this today, I started laughing. I heard growing up, and I think it's still kind of true, but I heard growing up, and it was always like, supposed to be like, drop the mic, super spiritual moment. God's not, <laughs> I can't say this straight face. God's not concerned about your happiness. He's concerned about your holiness. And it was like, oh. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> think, think about it. Like, that's like me telling my kids, I don't care if you're happy. Just be good. <laughs> like, what a terrible dad, right? Like, sir, what a bad father if I'm like, I could care less if you're happy. I just want you to be a good kid. Like, if you heard me say that, you'd be like, man, Brandon's a tool, right? Like, what a loser. Now, do I care about my kids doing what's right? Yes. yes. Yeah, man, harder question than I thought. Yeah, of course I do. But it does, not to the, like, it's kind of, I want them to do what's right, but also I do care about their happiness. But I think we're, just as a side note, where we get confused in culture is when we think that, well, God wants me to be happy so I can do whatever I want. And that's not true, right? He does want us to be holy, but he also, he, like, he's a good dad. He wants us to be happy. Um, and that's, a, that's part of the reason he starts with Psalm 1 is because God does, like, he cares that we enjoy life and are happy. And all of us actually really want happiness. We, we want to enjoy life. Right? That's why when a fun song comes on, it's kind of fun just then. Most of you that don't take yourself too seriously, kind of like, kind of bob your head a little bit, right, or whatever. Um, um, because we like to have fun. We like to be happy. And what I love about this, I always try when I'm preparing a message, I try to think so that I'm not just preaching something that I haven't thought about from my own life. I ask myself some questions, and one of those questions is, um, what does this teach me about God? And I think what's really cool about Psalm 1 is it teaches me that, that God does care about happiness. He does care about holiness, for sure, but he does care about happiness, and he actually tells me how to do it, which is awesome. Like, he doesn't keep it a secret. And so Psalm 1 tells us the answer. It's so cool. So we're going to start in Psalm 1, and uh, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man or woman, and I'm going to stop for a second, blessed um, this is not blessed as in how some people, uh, and this is not bad to say, but some people like you to try to think about, man, I'm just blessed. God's been so good to me. I don't know why I keep using that voice. Sorry. <laughs> um, like we, uh, when I preached in Romania, I, I was kind of my normal self and some of their faces were like, who is this kid? <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, anyways, it's not blessed as in I'm trying to like put on this fake front of like, I'm just so blessed. God's been so good to me and look at all the gifts he's given me. It's not, it's not necessarily that and it's not blessed. Like, man, that boy is blessed, dude. I mean, he's just got it going on. It's blessed as in happy. Like some of, some of your translations may even say happy. Blessed is the man. Happy is the, is the man. Again, the idea of man or woman, the person um, who does, and he's about to list these things like that, or give us the answer of how, how they're happy, how they get to that point. So this idea of happiness as in they're content, they're satisfied. And so some of you, like just to, to maybe stir some of those feelings, some of you high school graduates, when you finally realized you were done with high school, 
you were happy, right? So maybe you didn't say, man, I'm so blessed. I finished high school. You were like, I'm happy, right? I'm content. I'm satisfied. So when you're in college, when you finished all your finals, you were like, I'm blessed. I'm happy, right? You didn't use the word blessed, but that was the idea of I'm content. I'm satisfied. You're just getting excited thinking about it, right? I'm going to bring this up later, so I might as well now. Oh, where'd you go? Uh, Ariel made some homemade chili today for the church. Not for the whole church, but like for 3,000 people. But um, for the staff and some homemade cornbread. Mm. And uh, when I got done, I was, I was sitting in my office and I was like, I am happy. <laughs> I, my belly is happy and I'm a happy person because I was content. I was satisfied. So that, that's kind of the idea there of being satisfied, being content, being happy. So here's how they get that way. Blessed is the man, he tells us first what they don't do, <laughs> who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So I, I want to make a point here. So I think it's pretty clear. He's saying this person, how they get happy is not what they don't do. Yeah, he said what they don't do is Walk in the, way of the, uh, in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. So let's be clear. We know from all of Scripture, he's not saying that godly people, happy people, don't have a relationship at all with ungodly people. He's not encouraging us all to be monks or nuns, right? Like, that's, that's not what he's saying. We know that cl- clearly from Scripture. What, so he's saying, he's, again, he's not saying you don't have a relationship, but he is saying that's not who you run with, right? That's, that's not your crowd. It's, that's not your posse, the people who don't walk with God, who don't desire God. So again, yes, we should have a relationship with them, but that's not who you run with. Why do you think, I think it's kind of interesting that he leads off with that. So he says, blessed is the person, so I'm going to tell you how to be happy. Here's what you don't do. You don't run with people who don't desire God, who don't follow God, who just live lives their own way, live life their own way. Why do you think he starts that way? It's important for sure. Absolutely. Why else? It's, it's kind of weird to put chapstick on a sermon, sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really weird. James, what's up? What do you think? So you know right from wrong? Good, yeah, I think part of it for sure. What, what, tell me what you mean, sorry. That you can do? True. Yeah, I think that's true. Because if you, do, if you do those things, that like keeps you from doing the right things. The right things. I need to repeat. Yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm wearing this for the podcast, not to, <laughs> like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so uh, some people said it's important to do the right thing because um, it, like, in giving that short little description of what not to do, it leaves open a lot of other things. And by this point, I've blanked on yours. It was, um, remind me, sorry. Yeah, if you're doing things that keep you from happiness, you can't do things that do keep you happy. Yeah, I, I think, um, against kind of opinion here, but uh, I think part of the reason he leaves off with that, of don't, like, you don't walk with those people, is because that's what we're tempted to do, <laughs> right? Like, um, if with, with our kids already, I kind of know what they're going to be, they don't like, they haven't really done bad things per se yet. Of course, they're starting to like, still things from each other, but, um, 
if we go outside, I kind of know what they're going to want to do. Some of y'all babysit, and you, can, you, kinda, you, you scan the room, and you know what they're going to want to grab, right? And so as they're walking towards it, like Haddon um, likes to pull on one of the lamps and, you know, potentially pull it over on himself. And so when he walks over towards it, I know what he's thinking. So I'm like, don't touch it, no touch. And he's like, that, that, what? <laughs> um, but I, I say it because that's what he's going to want to do. And so I'm trying to like, hey, don't even, he's tempted to go there. I think we look at the lives of people who, uh, who don't walk with God, who scoff at God and do things their own way, and it can be kind of tempting because living life your own way, if we're honest, seems kind of fun, right? And seems like it could lead to some happiness. Um, I've known college students who, who tell me or tell their friends, like, hey, I'm in college, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live how I want. Like, I'm going to do what college students do and, and have a good time. Um, which I, I would argue, like, like the psalmist argues, and probably a lot of you would even testify, that doing life your own way and walking, quote, with the, with the ungodly doesn't lead to happiness. Might be fun for a little bit, right? But ultimately, it, it doesn't lead to happiness. Um, very, I, actually, I, I, I can't think of a situation where I can't think of a situation where someone has walked with God, followed God, and just wrecked their life. What I mean is, sorry, it's a little confusing. What I mean is, like, who is can still walking with God, and in their walking with God would say, my life sucks, I hate this. <laughs> you may be discouraged sometimes, but I do know plenty of people who have turned from God or just have never walked with God, and they would admit, yeah, my life is straight up screwed up. You know people like that, right? Um, it may seem lucrative, <laughs> but it doesn't lead to happiness. But we're tempted by it because it looks fun for a little bit. So he says, he leads off by saying, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't walk with them. So what should you do? Verse 2. Blessed is the man, so kind of tying so you don't miss it. Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The law of the Lord, the instruction of the Lord. I mean, he, literally, he was referring to the word in Hebrews, Torah. He was referring to the first five books, God's commands, God's instruction. Like, fast-forwarding to the New Testament, kind of crossing that bridge. That is, even though we're not under the Mosaic law, we still have God's commands, right? There's still teaching, instruction he wants us to follow. And so, kind of jumping into our world on this side of the cross, Blessed is the person, happy is the person whose delight is in the instructions of the Bible, following and living out the teachings of the Bible. Oh, it says, his delight. So not uh, this grudgingly, drudgery, I'm going to follow God, I'm going to obey God, I'm just going to do it. No, <laughs> that's not very fun. Blessed is the person who delights in, doing, in, in, in God's law, in God's instruction. Question, how do you, de- to delight in something, can you just, can you, de- oh, that's, Let's say, can you delight in something by, by just observing it? That is true. But let's say, um, this just comes to mind off the top of my head. Hopefully it's not weird. But um, when I first, I remember the first time I, I saw Laura, I was going on a double date, and I saw her, and I was like, she's very pretty. <laughs> but I didn't just stop there, Right? It'd be weird if I was like, man, she's so pretty. Hey, y'all, have a great time. The, the three of you go out. I'm going to go home. <laughs> no, I was like, she's pretty, 
I don't mean this weirdly, but I was like, I want to experience her prettiness, right? I'm gonna, we're going to go out to dinner, and we're going to hang out. Are you with me? That was off the top of my head, a little weird, sorry. Um, or, okay, maybe less awkward, we'll, we'll go to food. doesn't creep anybody out. Um, I was at Market Street yesterday with uh, Jordan Benson. I don't know if he's here or not, but Jordan Benson and I went to Market Street, and I was in line, and I was going to eat some grilled chicken and something healthy, but then all of a sudden, glowing in the lights of the buffet <laughs> was some fried chicken. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to delight in that fried chicken. <laughs> and so I had to experience it, right? Here, here's the deal. If you just look at God's word, his instructions, but don't actually experience it, don't actually do it, you're not going to delight in it. You tracking with me? Come to church, learn about it, listen to it, occasionally read a little devotional, but you don't actually do it, you're not going to delight in it. I can talk about ice cream all day long, and I can go and look at all the bluebell flavors, but if I don't actually buy some ice cream and eat it, I'm not going to actually delight in it. Make sense? I know all about ice cream, but that's different than delighting in it. Amen. (laughs) But I think there's actually a key to how you, so doing leads to delighting. I think there's something else we can't miss. And on his law, he meditates day and night. So I think he's telling us, but before you delight in it, again, you have to t- delight in it, you have to experience, you have to do it. But to get to that point, you've got to meditate on it. You've you got to dig. I think we, I talk about this a lot, and I think I, I intentionally do that because I believe it, because it's what Scripture teaches. But meditating on God's Word and on His instruction is different than just occasionally flipping through the Bible, right? Um, I, I mentioned I was going to talk about Ariel's cooking. So when I was getting that really good chili today, I was talking to her, and she said, yeah, I'm going to be... Um, for, for doing food every Tuesday and Thursday, it's five bucks. I'm like, you're gonna, uh, people are going to be coming up here and buying your food. People can be coming from Slayton to come get your food. Slayton. Anyways, um, and so she said, yeah, on Thursday we're having Hawaiian barbecue, and so I started marinating the chicken today, or whatever, the, whatever meat she's going to use. And I'm like, she was like, yeah, today. I'm like, bless you. Happy are you? <laughs> <laughs> she, why, this is a simple question. Why is she marinating it beginning today? What's the benefit of that? It's going to be better, right? Yeah, it's going to have flavor. Like if she, did, if she just on Thursday dipped the chicken in some marinade, it would be like, this is dry, right? <laughs> and I would not be going to get the food. But because she started marinating today, I'm looking forward to Thursday, right? If you just occasionally like dip yourself in the Bible, not much is going to happen. Not much going on. you you got to soak meditate. So like some use, words I would use, I think I've said this before, um, to maybe like to remember is dig, do, delight. Dig into God's word, then actually do it, and that leads to delighting. Dig, do, delight. And look what happens when you do that. He says, he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does he prospers. It doesn't mean you're going to be rich and successful and famous. It means that no matter what life throws at you, you're going to be rooted and grounded and flourish. Don't you know people like that, right? Who, not that they're famous and rich and, man, everything's perfect in their life, but somehow no matter what they face, they just seem to flourish and be healthy and strong and secure and grounded. I want to be that way. And aren't, those are the happy people, right? It truly happens. I don't want to get into this difference in joy and happiness because I think that can be confusing. But, or like, it may be just silly. But lasting happiness comes from being rooted and grounded, 
Right? I think about my parents who um, are in no way rich or wealthy. Um, they were joking the day, they're like, we think it may be possible that we actually could retire and maybe like have a, like, a little money. They're like so excited about it. Um, but they're some of the happiest people I know. Like Richard, our high school pastor, he had my mom as a math teacher, and he, always, he loves Mrs. Hayes because she just loves life. She's just a fun person. Cause she, and, and my dad is the same way. Uh, we call him Pimp Perry. <laughs> That's a weird. <laughs> my, my, Lauren has my dad in uh, her phone as Pimp Perry, and one day she was driving with a, another girl from work up to Amarillo, and the girl was like, um, your phone is ringing, and it says Pimp Perry. <laughs> Lauren was like, it's just my father-in-law, and she was like, that's still weird. <laughs> Actually, maybe worse. <laughs> Anyways, you, you know people like that as well, who, man, they've, they dig into God's Word, they, they do it, and they delight in it, and they may not be rich and famous, but man, their lives are flourishing, and they're rooted, and because of that, they're what? Happy. <laughs> they're happy. So the wicked, no, no, no. <laughs> the wicked are not so. They're like chaff that the wind drives away. Chaff, like, like think just dust, flaky dust, right? Weightless, no impact, kind of driven and tossed by the wind. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Saying, uh, if I could like, try to make it simple, the wicked, those who don't walk with God, not only are they not going to be happy, they're not going to enjoy the presence of God, and ultimately they're not going to make a lasting impact on eternity. While those who walk with God, those who dig, do, delight in God's word and meditate on God's word, they're going to enjoy God's presence here and in heaven, and they're going to make an impact. They're going to have a lasting impact on eternity. So, really, what is the psalmist saying? How can you be happy? By delighting in the instruction of the Bible. So it's not just reading it a lot. It's that you, you not only meditate on it, you dig into it, but you do it, and because of that, you delight in it. You experience that when you actually live life God's way, it actually works. That as crazy and backwards as it seems to put other people before yourself and put their needs before your own, that actually when you live that way, it's actually satisfying. When we were, yeah, when we were in Romania, last week we were with some people who aren't Christians from the Beat and Bow team, and um, I was talking with them because like, you know, they were like, man, serving people is satisfying and fulfilling, and I, pointed, I was trying to point out to him in a devotional that um, it's satisfying and fulfilling, even if you're not a Christian, because doing life God's way is fulfilling. <laughs> because you're living how God created you. Um, living for God's glory rather than your own. So really, really living for a purpose other than just what your heart desires sometimes. Living for God's purpose. Laying down your life so you can advance His kingdom. Ultimately, brings satisfaction. How do you have a happy life? By delighting in, in the Bible, by living life God's way. I think it's maybe a way you could remember it too. Happiness is more connected to God's wor- word than it is to your world. And maybe even more clear, God, or sorry, happiness is more connected to Scripture than to your situation. I think all of us, we, we like tend to think of happiness as, well, the season I'm in, the situation I'm in. I think the psalmist would say, hey, it's not really about that. Happiness comes from delighting in Scripture. Because when you're delighting in God's Word, living life according to the Bible, even in, when life is tough, you're like a tree planted by streams of living water. 
so you can still flourish even when life is really hard. Life, sorry, happiness is more about Scripture than your situation. So here's the really cool thing. Happiness, contrary to maybe to what we are like taught in our culture, is actually kind of a choice. <laughs> Not actually, I'm being too polite. It is a choice. <laughs> it's a choice between I'm going to do life my way or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delight in God's word and live life God's way. That's where happiness comes from. And here's what I can, I, I feel like I'd see it in most of your faces and I would be the same if I was sitting out there. You know what the problem with this psalm is? Not that you don't understand it. Not that you don't know how to apply it. Dig, do, delight. The problem is that we don't believe it. Oh, crap. <laughs> right? Because if we believed it, what would we do? We would dig, do, delight, right? We would do that. But I don't know how many, how many of us, me included, are often say things like, man, I'm just struggling to be consistent in Scripture. If I really believed that happiness, like I could be a happier person and enjoy life better, but just from digging, doing, delighting, I, would, I think I would do that. And the problem is we need to start believing it. And I think a fair question, like, or maybe like to play devil's advocate, or maybe some arguments you may have in your head is, well, I've done, I've tried it before, and um, it hasn't really made a difference. I told some of the seniors that were there, the senior, uh, what was that, senior recognition night here at the church, I think I have maybe a little example that would prove to you why you should give it a shot. Meaning, give it a shot being digging, doing, delighting in God's word. Even if in your heart and mind you kind of doubt that it actually makes you happy. Uh, Haddon and Carolina Tate, they're kind of getting out of this stage right now, or they're like almost out of it. Um, tonight they did it a little bit at dinner. But for the past probably three or four months, as the, we give them just real food. Whatever we're eating, they eat. So they eat salmon, asparagus, hamburgers. I, I don't want you to think we only eat healthy. Anyways, um, they eat whatever we're eating. Um, and it's funny because like, well, so let's say... Um, like tonight, we had Chipotle, which that's not like an example because we give them all to them. What's a different example? Um, if we're having fried chicken, amen. If we're having fried chicken and mashed potatoes and whatever. Um, and so let's say we begin by putting some fried chicken on their little uh, tray. Thank you. Yeah, because they you know, they're, they're cool. They have trays. And uh, I wish I, the trays are way bigger. I could put way more on a tray, right? Anyways, um, we put some fried chicken on their tray, so they're eating it. And so then if we go to put like a biscuit or mashed potatoes or whatever on their tray, instead of finishing the bite and swallowing, as soon as we put the next different item on their plate, they go, <laughs> and they spit it out to put the new thing in. It's really pretty funny. And they, they love blueberries. They're like their dad. They love fruit. It's kind of weird how much they love fruit. They're like, you know, this means more in baby language. And so as soon as we get the fruit out, all they do is this. <laughs> um, and so no matter what they're eating, if, we, if they see blueberries or raspberries, <laughs> and, the, and, they put the, and they put the new food in. Um, the problem is, what I'm always like, ah! and they have these little baby uh, bib catchers that catch all the food they spit out, so we just recycle it. I mean, like, in the moment, not days later. <laughs> but what's funny, I tell Lauren, is, is, is man, they're, they're getting all the, which I also, I was laughing, telling Lauren, like, what if adults did that? Like, you're at, you're at the restaurant with all your friends, you're eating appetizer, and the entrees come, and you're like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but I was telling her, what's, what's kind of like a little bit frustrating, I don't really care now, they're already out of, kind of out of that stage, but it's frustrating is they're kind of getting a little of the flavor, but if they don't actually chew it and digest it, the food is not going to change them, like help them grow and like not be little tiny babies, right? 
They actually have to, they can't just get a little taste. They actually need to chew it up and swallow it and not just try to, if they always, if throughout the whole dinner they're just tasting and spitting out to taste the next thing, they're actually not going to grow. And to be ridiculous, like, again, this would not happen, but to be ridiculous, like, then if that really played out, then they're like five years old and they're like, food doesn't help me grow. And I'm like, no, you just never actually ate it. You never actually tried, right? That's kind of ridiculous. But I think that's what most of us do with the Bible is we come to church and we kind of hear a sermon and we go to a small group and we kind of listen and maybe every now and then we read a devotional and it's like we're just going, <laughs> right? And then we go to like binge on the office or whatever it is rather than actually, actually chewing on it and digesting it. Like I, um, I don't think highly because I'm saying like I wasn't doing this, but because I got in a, in a really bad habit the past month of, of just kind of rushing through my devotional and um, at the end of Romania, I was like, man, it's time to quit fooling around and get serious about this. And so I've, I've been getting up earlier and like being patient at the, at the dining room table and really like digging into scripture. Um, and all of a sudden I'm like, this is good stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to be silly or just like, I, I mean this. I'm, ca- I'm actually kind of happier, <laughs> like truly more rooted. And I would say even feel like I'm flourishing Life is making more sense. And it all started by actually, like, <laughs> right? You have a choice. And I, I would tell you, man, summer's a great time to start. I know, I, I know all, you're all still busy and you know, things are happening. I'm not saying you're all sitting around and waiting for, you know, for us to do something. But probably right now is a good opportunity to make a good habit. I don't, it's not unbiblical or crazy to say that if you start digging, doing the lighting right now, that three months from now when fall begins, uh, your job maybe gets a little more thick in, in, in the fall, or maybe school, if you're going to be in school, school gets a little thicker in the fall. It's not, it's not ridiculous or silly to say that if you start digging, doing the lighting right now, that you'll actually be happier then than right now. Kind of funny to think about that. From like in the Bible, but God does care about your happiness, and he gave you a way to be happy. It's right here. You got a choice. Um, we're going to sing a song. I don't think we've actually ever sang before. You're going to come on up. Uh, called, I don't know what it's called, Build My Life. <laughs> um, and maybe you don't know the words. That's okay if you don't. We sang it at Passion a couple years ago. Um, but I think this is an opportunity to kind of, if this is resonant, if God's kind of speaking to you, to maybe make a little bit of a commitment as we sing to God, I really want to build my life. Uh, I think the song technically says on your love, but part of that comes from scripture, right? So I think as we sing, let this be an opportunity to say, God, I want to build my life on your word and, and dig roots into you so I can flourish. And from that, actually be happy from doing things your way. So I'm going to pray for us and we're going to sing. And then um, Becca, there, there she is, will transition us to connect groups. God, thank you uh, for your word and that you do care about our happiness, Lord. Again, we, we know it doesn't mean you don't care about our holiness, but you do care about happiness. And I pray that um, because of that, that we would, uh, man, that we would dig, do, and delight. And um, God, help us to believe this psalm. <laughs> to, well, if that means we need to get up early, if that means we need to stay up later, uh, that we would get serious about, about div- dig- man, <laughs> diving into Scripture and um, and doing what it says, and from that, as we experience your goodness, that we would delight in it. Um, help us to, to get intense about that.
and I pray that uh, this group come next month, come August, uh, would truly be able to say in conversations with people or when I'm hanging out with them, whatever, they would from their heart be able to say, man, I am flourishing and I'm even happier. <laughs> I feel blessed. Because, and this all began from just digging into God's Word. That would be so cool. Um, and I, I can't wait for you to do that. I, I believe it's going to happen. And so we look forward to that. And I pray that as we sing this song, um, we would mean what we say. So your name we pray. Amen. Y'all stand and sing with us. Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the journey LBK.